What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th. Shop at Macy's.com or in store. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Mom January, and I'm all alone. <laughs> not all alone. I'm not alone. Easton, Tori, are you there? <laughs> We're here. We oh. are here. Easton, you sound rough right now, buddy. You know, I, I, I hear this thing about the man cold, and I'm trying to uh, stomp on that because I'm powering through, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my work done. I feel like we could have a whole show about the man flu. <laughs> Does that mean that you're not enjoying some uh, some good drinks lately? You know, I, I, I'm still finding time to uh, to have a party. Even though I'm feeling good. <laughs> my wife is not sick, so she's she's really kicking back uh, lately. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, so I've been having these um, bachelor parties, um, right? Because. You know, with the whole like theme of like mom, January, I don't know. I'm just like, this is like, let's all meet up and then watch The Bachelor. (laughs) And so we've been doing that and it's been, I really like, I want to talk about the girls, but I mean, I want to like keep the focus, but um, I I have to tell you, this is going to sound so crazy, but I feel like, well, I have my two girlfriends coming in. They're going to be here any second, but um, I've been telling a lie Oh, because I know. You want to know about it? I like actually Ooh. do. <laughs> so like I'm because you know me like I'm like a red wine drinker, right? So I've been trying to like spice things up a little bit for, you know, the the mom like bachelor viewing or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know if anyone watches my Instagram, but I've I posted about it probably like a month ago. Um, 
it's did you see it Tori? it's like the drink works yes yes we i saw that because <laughs> you were like you were sitting on that by your bar tender yeah. right i mean your bar yeah counter. my like the bar counter and so, yeah <laughs> so like Catherine, who's one of the girls that is going to be here because she's always just like you only drink wine like you know and whenever we go somewhere like you're never like having like cocktails and i was just like well that's changing um, because honestly, the truth is I never know how to make them, <laughs> Right. <laughs> which is why, cause I'm like, it's easy to uncork a bottle. <laughs> like it's a one is, and done. It's a one and done. But when it comes to like a margarita or like a Moscow mule, I'm like, I don't even know like what like liquor goes in there. Cause I'm right. not like big on liquor. So I had <laughs> done this thing for drink works. Um, and it is the most incredible thing I've ever had. Um, I gotta feel like I'm like doing a spot for them right, right. now. But it's like, you know, <laughs> no, but I'm but like no, looking online no, right now at them. So I'm like, no. oh. So they come over and I'm like, cause I just am like trying to spice it up this month a little bit, you know, like I've been doing like a lot of work on myself. I'm trying to like spice up my, my life. And so I'm like, you know what? I love my red wine, but I'm gonna try something new. And so when I had the drink works thing, I was like, yes. So I've been making these margaritas and <gasps> you guys, it's been like my biggest lie. Cause they're like, how do you make this? And I'm like, well, you know, it's just a little bit of like <laughs> this and that. And right. And then I think I said like, uh, I don't even remember what liquor I said, but Catherine totally ousted me. She's like, that's not in a margarita. And I was like, <laughs> no, like I'm totally out. So I had to show them what it was, but I don't know. I'm just, I, God, this totally this is crazy, but it's almost like, you know, those pods. Yeah. Well, they send you pods of everything that's in. So that's liquor. It has the liquor in it. And it also has the ingredients of what comes in like a margarita. So you don't have to buy like, mule. you don't no. have to buy two separate pods necessarily. It's like, it's all in one. It's all in one. So oh. literally you put the pod in the drink works thing and you press the thing down and out comes a perfectly tasting margarita. It blows my mind. I'm and I did it to Mike the other day too. I was like, hey, honey, you want a Moscow mule? And he about fell over. And I was like, no, no, baby, seriously, do you want a Moscow mule? And he was just like, do you even know what that is? And I was like, yeah. I'm about to rock your world, baby. <laughs> so I went into the bar and he like obviously forgot that I have this amazing thing in the bar. <laughs> and so I made him a drink and he was just like, oh, it's drink works. And I was like, yeah, honey, but come on. Give me like credit where credit is due. But no, it's awesome. It comes with um, the liquor in it, the one pod, all the stuff. So it's awesome. Anyway, so I just, you know, if anyone's having any parties out there, I would definitely suggest trying to get the drink works. I mean, with all these award shows coming up, it's literally the perfect thing because then you're not stuck behind the bar all night long. So it's perfect. They have like a cosmopolitan margarita sangria mm -hmm. moscow mule mai tai i don't even know what's in a mai tai exactly so i get what you're saying why it's so easy you just put it in and then it's perfect because then while you're judging everybody's outfits being like that's great who wore it yeah. best and you're you get like, just drinking your drink and i can't believe Gianna it. just said she's moving on from wine i'm not moving on <laughs> i'm just now expanding because mm. now i don't have to i don't need to know what's in it because it's pre-made for me so thank you. So I just like this is this is like my shout out to Drinkworks to say thank you for not only, you know, making Super Bowl and everything looking great soon. I appreciate you. Yeah, I was going to ask you also, nothing's worse than a strong drink. You know, when people don't have the portions correct. Do you 1, feel like the thousand percent? Do you feel a, like it's perfect? I'm I'm not like, kidding with you, Tori. It's the it's the coolest thing ever. Um, I mean, it's it's. 
It's like a Keurig, but with the pod, it's just, it's, it, it has everything measured in there. It's fantastic. I know. So just give it a ring. All you have to do is be red carpet ready with the Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig. Get one now on drinkworks.com and please enjoy responsibly. Oh, my ladies are walking in. Perfect timing. I feel like it's the end of an era and it's really making me sad. I have closure issues. It's the end. (laughs) Well, mom, January is coming to an end. Can't we just keep going? (laughs) Is this the launch of mom February? (laughs) Did we just make something? I don't want to break up, you guys. I was driving in today and I was like, I really just don't want this to be over. It's been really therapeutic. I had like the Laguna Beach theme song playing in my head. It was like very (laughs) sad and graduation feeling. What was the theme song? Um, Ooh, I'm yeah. not a singer. <laughs> so make, sing there's it. only one of those in this room. Don't make me do it. And it's Easton. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go? There he is. There he is. Um, no, but it's funny because I was, I think we should do a segment at least once a month. I agree. Because, but I don't want to break up with you guys. So Yeah, no, this, yeah. Yeah. This is how it went in high school, too. We took a break before we broke up because I have, like, issues separating from people. You know, it's really funny. I'm going to go back to that. But my therapist, so we've just been doing the month of January besides, you know, mom, you know, mom month has been just, like, real deep in, like, therapy. And so I probably didn't even know if I should say this. But my therapist, you know, we're doing just kind of all different kinds of work and, um, like, that one letter that she made me write. But then... She emailed me today and was just like, hey, for our session tomorrow, I'd like it if you brought a picture of your father and then other men that you've been in relationships with. And I was like, <laughs> awkward. I was like, define relationship. <laughs> I was like, because we're going to have a Rolodex here. <laughs> like, what, what are you what are you thinking? So she's just like, she's like, you're so funny. <laughs> she's like, no, just men that have impacted your life. And I was like, oh, this is going to what is, oh, what is she like up second, to? Second base through this. home run? Can I know. I was that like, are we talking like or? high school sweetheart to like, you know, the, you know, but she said, here, right, let me just pull up the email because she was very specific about it. Man, we just went through this last night. I had a girlfriend and I were talking about what relationships were to men and what relationships are to girls. <laughs> this is really in, in alignment. No, that's why I said define relationship because I've had, there's, there's been different relationships and she goes, Oh yeah. Well, this is our thing. Hi, Jana, for our session tomorrow, please bring in a photo of your father and each man you have been in a relationship with. <laughs> each man. <laughs> she says, we're going to use these in our work. Thank you. Is it like a lineup? Like I envision it to be like, <laughs> pick one of these in a crime to which I said, Amy, ha 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 ha. Define relationship. <laughs> And she said, and she, ha, goes, ha, ha, ha. she goes, okay, exactly. you are hilarious. <laughs> she goes, those relationships that you consider impactful in your life and emotionally meaningful, good or bad. Again, we ask you to find relationship. So it's like, what are you looking at? I'm just looking at. Oh, she's looking she's at looking my she's looking looking boyfriend, yeah. guys. <laughs> just doing a quick Google search. Just trying to help you with your homework. Sure, so I'll help you. I'll no, I'm just like, but then I started thinking about it too. And this is, I'm going so all over the place, all over the place. But some of these, I don't really have pictures of because i'm like should i just like bring my instagram like google google some maybe can't be googled you know we hope not actually i hope yeah I hope the not. google lists are probably the most secure relationships <laughs> we've had i just i'm a little like nervous about it though i'm like what is she gonna what do, do you have like a type no 
I mean, it doesn't seem to me Catherine, like Catherine, so funny. All. Remember I called you the other day and I was like, hey, if you want a good pick-me-up, aisle <laughs> oh. three at Whole Foods. Real oh. cute high school boy. I remember. <laughs> his name, what's his name? Bailey. Oh, Bailey. <laughs> I love you. So I'm like, because I thought Bailey on the rocks. So I hang up and Preston goes, who's that? And I said, Jana. And I'm a horrible liar. And he's like, what's she calling about? <laughs> Bailey's and I said oh and I just got really hot and sweaty and he's like what and I was like it's just a mom thing it's really funny there's this guy at the Whole check out and he's like really <laughs> and I'm like don't worry Instacart is not like that's a problem for me high school boy he was you so said college don't be a creep might have been college <laughs> we don't need that no I was just we were just having a day and so <laughs> and so I called her and I was, well, I was in the check and I just felt so ugly. I felt so mom and just like, you know, so mom. just, I just like frumpy old sweatshirt. And then there was sweet Bailey. Aww. Hey, ma'am. Oh, man. You ready to check out? And I was just like, <laughs> you're so cute. And I, you know, he just was like so kind and so sweet. And just, he was just like, I hope you have a beautiful day. And I was Aww. just like, you're beautiful. <laughs> No. Ma'am, no. one more comment. I'm going to have to call security. <laughs> yeah, so then I called Kristen and was just like, hey, if you want a really good pick-me-up right now, like go to Whole Foods, aisle three. And I said, did you hear my tire squealing out? I was going to say, did you go to Whole Foods? <laughs> right I'm after like, you tell Preston and then you're gone. <laughs> I did tell Michael, though, just in this in the defense, because I, I thought about that. I was like, man. So I just called Kristen and I told her, because I'm like, I would be upset. Well, yeah. actually, but I mean, the family, he's like a high school, college kid. So I told, told him, I was like, you know, I still got it. I had a ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Ma do you have? Maybe it? I don't okay, so care. I love you so much, but if we're oh, ma'am, you're right. Yeah. But it made me. It then okay. So to full circle this, it flashed me back to then my high school sweetheart. So okay. like for tomorrow's session, it's like it's interesting the relationships that have impacted us in our life. So envision you walking in with like a yearbook stack, <laughs> and like some newspapers. Like, well, this was when I was you know, 13, but no, it was, it's so interesting because all the work that I've kind of been doing this month, she, it all goes obviously back to like my dad issues, which again, we're great now, but it's just so funny how each relationship, you still bring a piece of that into each relationship. Yeah. I brought Absolutely. more than a piece. What did you bring? <laughs> I brought like luggage and I was like, don't look behind the curtain. Just say <laughs> yes to marry me and we'll talk about this later. <laughs> we'll deal with this in therapy later. Yeah. <sighs> but anyways, sorry about my little rant. I love your rant, ma'am. Ma'am. Do you still have it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I got it no. if we're calling you ma'am. He wants you to pack his lunch. There's a okay. the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I've really enjoyed mom month. And as, as excited as I am to go back to relationship talks, I do think that we should get, we should do at least a once a month We could mom. do a secret ballot right now and we could all put our votes in. <laughs> sorry mike you're voted off the island you're voted off. <laughs> well no because one of the, so i did a questions before i left and then i said ask questions and they said can you and your girls do a mom pod podcast all the time and i was just like i yes yeah thousand percent um best piece of advice for a first time mama to be mm. so i told them to send in some questions and that was one what do you think your best piece of advice would be Mine would be scheduling. Scheduling what? Like getting the baby on a schedule early. Oh, yeah. So someone asked when you talked about that, how do you get someone on it? Like which schedule do you, because there's so many different sleeping schedules. Um, like I think whatever can work and, for you. I mean, I, I like the, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was called, but it's similar to baby wise, but not so strict. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit less, maybe Ferber. I could be making that up. I'm not sure. But um, 
I just think the schedule in general is what helps and just having that, you know, set bedtime. Mm-hmm. Very important. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I'm just laughing. Why are you laughing no, I'm at me? sorry. I just flashed back to our group text between the three of us. Oh, and <laughs> can we please? Can we please? Can we we please need please to read a laugh. <laughs> Kristen sent a photo of, well, a video. I sent a video. And it then was, definitely video. love pooped in her. No, before that, she sent a video too. when she was in mom hell in the bathroom <laughs> with for her an screaming. hour. I'm the number one girl in the number two no, business. No, she went. She, she ended up going? Yeah, because she went in the yeah. swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> How soon we forget? Oh, what a mess. Do you want my advice? Do you want to talk about poop in a swimsuit? <laughs> no, but I agree with Catherine's. I think schedule is very important. I think babies need it. I think it's great. You guys are both really good at that. We did baby-wise. Yeah, but you also, like yeah. with your husband and stuff, that's hard because he's on the road. Yeah, I'm so better with legend. Santa, yeah, and whatever great schedule works for you. I just think that helps your sanity. It does help your it sanity. It helps the mom's sanity. Yeah. So but I also think advice. they are better adapted to the kids. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But They know what to expect. Yeah, but we did the every feed, play. What is it? I think it was, yeah, was yeah, baby-wise. Eat, play, play, sleep. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> but it did. It worked for Jolie. It worked for Jace. Like, we were super obsessed with it. What's your best piece of mom advice? I actually got this advice from Jesse James Decker, an interview. Love. Um, this I read this while I was pregnant with Love Bug, so this had to be about four years ago. And Jesse said, do one thing a day that makes you feel like yourself. Like, you mm-hmm. could be, f- like, I think for her, I, I remember this example. I don't know if it was hers or someone else that she cited, but she said, like, she loves to wear lipstick and it makes her feel like a person. So she was like, there was days basically where she looked broke down and oversized sweatpants with like dirty hair, but she would wear lipstick. And so I kind of adopted that. And I did, um, I was at home with love the first year, a lot alone. And I would like, for me, it was curling my hair. And so I would just, that seemed so silly, but it just made me feel like a person. I never left the house. It just reminded me to like, it made me feel pretty or something, Mm -hmm. but I liked, she was like, whether it's a hot cup of coffee, whether it's lipstick or reading a book or just pick one thing a day that you, is attainable for you to do that makes you feel like yourself. And that saved me a lot of days. I love Silly. That. Had nothing to do with the baby, but maybe that's why it helped. No, I, I love that. Right. I think it helps p- probably postpartum too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, literally yeah. just sitting in a condo for like 365 days, it's a little wears you out. Yeah. I think my best piece of advice for a first time mama to be is... I remember the first two weeks after having both kids and remember how like, you know, you just start crying for no reason. Oh, yeah. Not to hold in that cry. Let it go. Let it out. It feels so good. I remember the second time with Jace. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just felt good. Like just embrace the the ugliness of it all because it goes by so fast. Too fast. Like mm-hmm. I look at Jace now and I'm just like, oh, that's so sad. you're not a baby anymore. Um. How did you know you were ready to have kids? You don't. Really? For you? Uh, I just, <laughs> I want, I've It not, was so fast with us. Yeah. I mean, it was like, but I will say in previous relationships and in a previous marriage, every time when someone would say, when are you guys going to have kids? Because we had been together so long, I would say, I'm not ready yet. But then when I met my person, it was fast, fast, fast. And I was like, oh, I, I'm going to have babies with you. Like it mm-hmm. just was so, that felt, maybe when you feel like you have a real partner. Yeah. Cap. 
I wanted babies for so long. It was just, yeah. for me, it was like, I'm married. When are we having babies? So. Yeah, that's kind of the same with me, too. Yeah. Love me some babies. Um, I always wanted babies. I just didn't want to raise a husband and babies. Understood. Yeah. So I actually would like to say, if you feel like you could be raising your husband and babies, this might not be the time to have babies. I kind of mm. feel like as you're a PSA. Raising your husband yeah, but there's a certain degree of like, Mark, do you feel like your your wife is always raising you? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, to some degree, yes. To some degree, I am the larger third child. Why? Because guys are always a work in progress. Guys Why? are just kind of a <laughs> lump of clay when you meet them, and then you form them into something resembling a regular human being. Why? <laughs> I'm so glad you admit that. Not I mean, a lot it's of true. men admit that. I, I, I'm, I'm mostly ashamed of the person I was when she met me. And she's like actually made me into somebody legitimate. And sometimes it takes multiple relationships to get you to the point of acceptability. But mostly we're just a mess. But why is that though? Why are we just a mess? Probably because we're overly coddled by our moms. Ooh. Mark is a straight shooter I and I am here for it. So what is the best piece of advice then for, for like, you know, moms that have boys? Like for what, what do we do that would help not coddle them? Um, I always, I've been shocked as an adult to realize that I'm not perfect because I was told I was perfect my entire life. But they are the chosen. Perfect. See, that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> and I'm still told that by my mother, but now I roll my mm-hmm. eyes at it. Where 20 years ago, I was like, yes, I am. That's true. So okay. it's, and then it's jarring. We realized, oh, no, I'm, I'm not. So I would lay off the you're perfect thing. I would try okay. to treat them the same as much as you can because my sister's got issues with that. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. So that's my advice. Someone asked you in these questions for Mark, are you the same Mark that's on Temptation Island? <laughs> No, what I wish it was. Mean? Mark Wahlberg hosts Temptation Island. <laughs> they they think you're Mark Wahlberg. Wow, he's been on a that. number of these podcasts. He's on Scrubbing That's In. Amazing. I think he was on Almost Famous. Help Mark my second Wahlberg? dating. Mark Wahlberg was yeah. on all those. Mark L. Wahlberg, not Mark Wahlberg. Marky oh, Mark. I was like, why have we not gotten Marky Mark? <laughs> I was like, I am texting Amy right now. Not Marky Mark. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, another one for, for you, Mark, from a man's point of view, do men really appreciate the lovey dovey type women? I think it depends on the guy. It depends on the person I do. Uh, but not everybody does. I like a cuddle. I like that sort of thing, but also my wife's not a big cuddler. So I think maybe it's because it doesn't happen. Um, so I think it depends on the guy because maybe my wife was super cuddly. I might be a little bit more resistant to it. I don't know. Yeah. And Catherine's like pointing at her right now. Yep. That's our relationship. You're super cuddly. I'm not, but oh. my husband's like that. But I always wonder if I were super cuddly, would he, he called his bluff. crave it so much? Yeah. Right. That's, I feel like you should test the theory. You oh, she doesn't like you it. made her uncomfortable. <laughs> like, her body language changed. She was like, nah, actually, that's all right. I'm good. I'm good. No, I mean, I kind of have tested it before. And yeah. he is less like, yeah. It's, a, it's like a clinical term or a clinical thing, isn't yeah, it? Like an ancient so. pursuer or something. Yes. It's, He's it's, the pursuer. I'm the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We went through all this. Here's the thing with that, though, is when I I made it because I know that Mike doesn't love that touchy all the time because I, I do. I'm, my love language is like I love PDA and just like I'm here for that. L- love, love. But I, 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 I did the test to see if he would like give, you know, do it more or if, if I like laid off. But there really wasn't any difference. It just for me made me feel like I wasn't being myself. You felt needy. I was trying not to be needy. 
Oh, I got you. So you so for a full week, him. I like not not even stiff arm. I was like, I wonder. No, I don't hate to be sound like a test, but like I just was. No, no. I, I I just for a week was like, okay, I'm not going to be super affectionate. I'm still going to be me, but not but cut that part out. When I'm super affectionate, I get met with super affectionate. Uh, I'm the cactus. He's afraid. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I'm so he's independent. Afraid. So he's just like, is it a good time to hug you, or should I? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But I'm so lovey with the kids and like with you guys. I mean, I hold yeah, you. Yeah, well, I'm kind of like that. I'm so independent and I'm not love. I'm lovey with my kids. Yeah, mm, my friends depends. I tried and hold her hand, and she like. I mean, that makes I'd me comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I still hold it, but. Um, sorry. One of the questions I just got was, "Are you ticklish?" Well, this is very interesting. The, I don't think that. I don't think really, that's relevant to. Not really going to answer that. As much as it is, just um, wanting to know about Jana. Someone asked, "How do you deal with the anger of infertility and not being able to have babies?" Would you like to start with that, Kristen? Um, well, we, I always, I carry a bit of guilt at how easily we get pregnant. Um, cause I have a lot of friends that have dealt with infertility. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't always keep the babies. So we lost one between our kids and that was rather devastating, um, for a long time. That's actually when you and I got to me in my brain. That's when you and I got close because mm-hmm. you were my first call when I pulled out of the parking lot. And I was like, I don't know how to lose a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do with the the anger, though? Because um, I think that piece is. I wasn't actually angry as much as I was sad. It didn't go to anger to me until other people were insensitive to it. That's when I got angry. Like just dumb comments. Just like. Um, like, do you get annoying people like, well, at least, you know, yeah, just anything. I just was like, until you've walked it, you just don't know. You really don't. So best just to say, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Yeah. I mean, anger is probably because there's some deep healing that needs to be done. Um, but again, like, I don't feel like I'm even fair. It's not fair for me to even speak on that because we were able to, to have babies, three pregnancies, two babies. Do you usually go to s- sadness? Mm-hmm. Where do yeah. you usually go when you're when you're upset? Oh, not upset, but I mean when you when you start to feel something. Like, what is your first feeling? That's a good question. I mean, I've never experienced something as. I'm not even talking with infertility. Yeah. Just like um, any arguments with with your husband. Or... I think I start out angry, mm-hmm. but I cry when I'm angry. Same, same, same. I don't human. know if that means I'm sad, which I don't think. I really just think I'm so angry. I cry for whatever reason. Yeah, but I usually start out angry and then go to a sad place, I guess. But I start out with anger. So I'm. I mean, I don't know in that position if I would have gone, you know, to anger first or sadness. I don't know. Again, I, yeah, I'm mm. not been in your shoes, so I know. I was just when you when I was reading that, I was just like, how anger? Because I think it depends on the situation. But like, I know when I lost, it was, I, I go anger first. So I, I'm always just like, how do you not go angry first? Because I, I, I like, I want to do that more in my life. Yeah. Not go angry first. I'd like to go angry first a little more. So maybe no. we can help each no, other no, out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think it's better not to, because underneath the anger is just hurt. Yeah. And pain sure. and sadness. Yeah, I just and, get straight to that, I guess. <laughs> I just <laughs> skip that and go straight to devastated. So that's the good news. Guys, let's take a break. <laughs> Hey 
there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You wake up with a sore throat and a low-grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work, hope to see a doctor this week, or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option. Because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore, moms, I got something for you my medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor, you get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide so you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I gotta stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. So update <laughs> on the, the, the diapers. I am keeping Jolie in pull-ups at night because let me say this, just to recap on the Joe Frost thing. She came out of her room at least 30 times. I was texting you girls like I'm about to lose my mind, but I'm doing what she said. And I had the, the thing off too. So if, during all of that, she then pees herself and it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm just like, I cannot handle this. So I put a pull up on her and, but ever since then she has not gotten out of her bed. So for me, I'm like, let's just do one thing at like one a time. A win at a time. A win that. at a time. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm not pulling two things off at once, but she has not gotten out of her bed. Yes, I'm so happy. I mean, shocked. That's amazing. You did a great job. Like I, you- it was from seven o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. I need bed. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, like I would do it five times and I say, Mike, yeah. I'm about to lose it. Like, like, you know, pass out, like yeah. whatever, like high five, tap, 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 in. tap, yeah, tap out. <laughs> and, um, and then he would do it and he's like, I'm about to lose it. I was like, just don't, he's, he would, he's, he started to have, he's like, Jolie, stop. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't give her any satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Pick her up, put no her back positive, in bed. No negative, nothing. Yeah. Yep. So was it bed. just one night then? One night. She said she for stopped three it in one night. Hours. See if you listen. For three hours but you did it isn't it worth it it's worth it it and now it is i yeah. did feel really bad about giving you shame about the pull-ups when you said and then she peed her like, oh god <laughs> i take it back i'm sorry <laughs> she peed herself is how is that love doing though okay so bless this little one uh sunday i was like okay so no pull-ups i waited till i had reinforcements at home mm-hmm. i had dada and i was like all right it's no pull-up sunday and this is how it goes so pull-ups have been removed out of the bathroom, and at 10 a.m., she starts holding her little booty outside of her little big girl panties, and she said, oh, I really got to poop. I just need a pull-up, and this went on all day, and I just kept saying, encouraging, like, we can go to the potty at any time. Let me know when you're ready to go to the potty. So she's scared of it hitting the water. This is an early on traumatic, and air quotes, experience for her when she started peeing on the potty. Anyways... We make it through Sunday. She does not have to. She will not poop. So she's just holding it all day. Monday morning, here we go to swim. And she's in the sweetest little ballerina one piece. And she's at swim. And I'm like, great. Put her in swim with her little instructor. And I hit the treadmill for a minute. And then I get the call. Love really needs to go bathroom. She needs to get out of here. I get her out of the pool. And she's walking over to me. And she's like just weeping. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I've already pooped in my in my in my swimsuit. I'm afraid there's poop in my swimsuit, and I'm like, bless your heart. So, mm. thank God there was a ruffle kind of hid <laughs> any disaster we had as we trotted to the bathroom. <laughs> Very dramatic, but I did. I just told her. I said, you know, honestly, 
happens. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe a mom came up with that. Um, but I was like, you know what, love, this happens. We went to the restroom. I did make her clean it up. Okay, how, which is a big step because like she's just disgusted with poop in general. Like mm-hmm. she's such a Capricorn. So we, I had her. We just kind of cleaned it up. She hasn't pooped since that. She did one time. Um, she does sleep in a pull up overnight still. Which I know I have Joel, no problem with that. Our, she said, I, I just, to do the, because Jolie's been potty trained since she was uh, two and a half. Yeah. Like, or two. She really rocked it. Mm-hmm. So, but the nighttime, like, I'm not getting up in the middle of the night to potty train. Like, I'm just not doing it. She's I too young. Everything. Too still. And I just think that if they're dry for a certain amount of time, sure. that's when I always took them away. That was going to be my strategy. Like, they were when always dry, in them until they were dry. And then we just took them. Well, yeah, she got up away. in the morning. But I mean, there's some people that are in elementary school that are still wearing them at night, and they're not dry. Look, men I mean, still shart so. their pants, so <laughs> it does happen. Until we meet the right woman, and they get us to stop doing that. Because you're not perfect. Um, I do see skid marks quite frequently <laughs> on <laughs> underwear. Let me skid tell you, honestly, though, I feel like it's a childhood trauma, like from seeing like dad skid marks. You know, it's Ew. like I always just thought oh. men pooped in their pants. <laughs> oh. So All right, Tracy Crossley. You know Tracy Crossley. <laughs> Good from timing. TracyCrossley.com and her podcast, Dealing With It, on Apple Podcast. She's on the phone. Oh, yay. Tracy. Hello. Thank yeah. you for breaking up our conversation we were just having. <laughs> Super appreciate it. Um, you are a behavioral. Oh, God, I can't even say that word. Behavior. Oh, my God. Behavior. Behavioral. <laughs> How, is that bad that I can't say that word? She'll train you. Behavioral. No, it's a long word. It's multi-syllable, so it's fine. You're a relationship expert and podcast host. Um, you specialize in treating individuals un- with unhealthy dating and relationship patterns. Where have you been? Where were you in my 20s is all I have to say. <laughs> so you're about 20 years late for me, Tracy. Where have you been? <laughs> I get it. I understand. Um, what's the biggest pattern that you've seen to be the biggest problem? Uh, well, there's a couple of them, but the biggest one is people are not authentic. And I know that's a really general statement, but with not being authentic comes secrets, becomes a problem with actually being emotionally intimate with another person. Because if you're not being yourself, who are you being? And you're not attracting them to you. You're attracting them to someone that you're, you, know, you have a facade for. So, um, but that's the biggest one next to people not staying in reality. A lot of people get into fantasy, like on the first date, ooh, this is fun, this person's perfect, or whatever idea they're coming up with, and they start getting ahead and thinking about, oh, wow, I want to introduce he or she to my parents, and then they're already way the hell out of the first date and into fantasy. So it's always about staying in reality and being yourself. Like, those are the two biggest things. What about, because I feel like in that moment, it is all perfect because it is so new. Like staying in that reality where it's like nothing has been tampered or um, broken or lost or beginning, you know, because sweet beginning, the sweet beginning. So isn't that still kind of a reality staying in that moment? Or am I just not really because hopeless romantic? (laughs) (laughs) You are. She was like, well, Nicholas Sparks. (laughs) Well, it's great to have a spark, right? Mm -hmm. But it's when you get carried away with the spark, because then that's how you develop expectations and you're wanting those expectations to remain. And what you're doing is, first of all, you don't really know the person, right? It's, it's what you're picking up from what they're doing. And you're thinking, oh, that hits my checklist. 
that sounds good, that sounds good, that sounds good. But the reality of the person and getting to know them and living with them, not literally living with them, but living with them as far as getting to know them and dating them and so on and so forth, you find that, oh, wow, my expectations are really out of whack compared to who this person really is. So, you know, at some point you're going to have to deal with the disappointment of that. So I know you have that 10-week boot camp. Um, it helps people, you know, with the dysfunctional yo-yo daters um, having, you know, problems moving on from a past relationship. What, why do you think people hang on to relationships that are not serving them? Well, there's a couple of reasons, but one of the biggest ones is to do with insecure attachment. So a lot of people who, I don't know, how much do your listeners know about that? Uh, we talk about our relationships a lot. So can you tell us a little okay. bit more though about that? Sure, sure. Um, so with insecure attachment, basically as a child, you either securely attach to your parents or you're insecurely attached to your parents, meaning emotionally. So there were experiments that were done in the early 70s um, by a psychologist named Mary Ainsworth, and it was called the strange experiment. And so it's where a parent would leave a child and they would judge the child's reaction to the parent leaving. So a lot of us who didn't necessarily emotionally bond with our parents in a way where there's emotional intimacy tend to come at relationships in a completely different way than somebody who was securely attached to a parent. So as an example, let's say that you had a parent who wasn't around very much. And so you would try to be perfect or try to please them to get their attention. And maybe you still didn't really get their attention because they'd come home and they'd be preoccupied. So you would be looking for somebody who is preoccupied. And this is not a conscious thought, by the way. This is totally subconscious, autopilot, okay, I'm looking for somebody who's not really going to give me that attention. And then the way I think I get love is by people pleasing or trying to be perfect, which is also why people have trouble being authentic when they first start dating. Uh, I just, <laughs> sorry, I just have to say, there, first of all, there's a lot of head shaking going <laughs> on in this room. A lot of nonverbal <laughs> amens happening yeah. over here. Uh, also, I've never heard it of all the years of therapy and, you know, having experts come on, I've never heard it said quite that way. And I feel like some, somehow that just kind of clicked. Cause I, I know, I know like, you know, all of us have, you know, experiences with our upbringing and I, and I've always been able to relate. Oh, that's probably why I do that. But the, with how you phrased it, can you say that word again? That, uh, in, insecure attachment. Yeah, I, that's a. Yeah, I love how you put that because that just was like, oh, that's one thousand percent what it is. Was the most groundbreaking moment I've yeah. had in non-therapy therapy in my <laughs> yeah. entire life. One thousand percent. I could have used you two marriages ago. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a, I had to learn this in between my first and second marriage. So yeah, mm -hmm. and a lot of it was my own journey. I mean, I trained as a coach. And I went to school and got my degree in psychology. But yeah, none of this really prepared me for why I felt the way I did and the struggles I had in dating, relationships, being a single mom, all that stuff. I mean, that was my title. And I really didn't even understand myself. Like, I didn't understand why am I picking these people? Why am I doing this? Why can't I be real? What is so hard about 
asking somebody a question. Well, if you're afraid they're going to abandon you or think something's wrong with you, then you're not going to ask the questions, right? Yeah. And you're also, yeah, 1000%. This is so crazy. I feel like, cause this I was just simplified. having so simplified and I was just having this conversation. I was telling Kat about it the other day in the car. I was like, I know that we all know that like my dad and you know, those I'm not, I will never blame my dad. Cause I know that he was brought up a certain way, which led him to, you know, be a parent a certain way to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, I have learned that some ways of, of his, um, you know, of our, of my upbringing was based on how he, you know, he handled the divorce and how he left and had the affairs. And so that then made me go off to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I, so I've always known that my dad's like affected my relationships because of the things that happen, but I've never, my therapist was trying to tell me the other day where it's just like, you've stayed in certain things because you're, or you've tried to be so perfect because you're so afraid of that abandonment. But what you just said makes it even it clarifies it even more to me with the, that insecure attachment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, so you know, fascinating. Until I discovered, I was going to say, until I discovered it, I really had no clue. And then here's the, here's, this was the kicker. Okay. So there's different labels under insecure attachment. I happen to fall under anxious avoidant. Okay. So what the hell is that? Right. So anxious, meaning I would have, I would get into these relationships with people like the yo-yo ones and where I call it breadcrumbing, right? Where you hit it off at first and you think everything's great and they're making promises to you. And then all of a sudden they do kind of like the fade out and then they show back up, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you're thinking, oh my God, they're gone. I've ruined this relationship, whatever. And they show back up and you're back in it and this can go on for years, right? And so I kept going, what the heck is my problem? But I had such tremendous anxiety during it and then this is this is where i'm coming in with the avoidant so then he would kind of change and want to get closer and i became avoidant oh wait a minute i don't have time to see you i don't want to talk to you i'm going to ignore you i mean so i was both sides of the coin and a lot of people i help are both sides of the coin as well going between anxiety and avoiding and meeting people who would be healthy and that would give you anxiety. Like, Oh my God, I'm feeling engulfed. Oh God. I, I get away from me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with you. So yeah. But why that is that then? Cause I part. know with relationships, the, you know, the guys that actually might've been the best for you, you don't want because it's that they're too nice or I feel too smothered or, you know, they don't have that bad boy but you know that they'd probably be a great husband and they would never hurt you. Why? Because why? there's a few, there's, there's, okay. So there's like, there are so many reasons why. So first of all, remember the subconscious wiring here, right? So if you don't have to work hard, like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a people pleaser. You don't know what the heck to do with yourself. So, you, Oh, I gotta be me. And so you're not, you're not performing the drama we are used to having drama because that is drama and drama doesn't necessarily mean yelling and screaming drama means these heightened emotions right of am i going to have my dad hug me today or is my dad going to stop watching tv and actually pay attention to me you know is my dad going to critique me whatever so as an adult we are still caught up in those patterns and when you meet somebody who's open and available and you don't have to dance around like that. It feels like it's boring for one. 
uh, I mean, that's when you're coming out of this, right? You can feel like, oh, this is boring. There's no spark. But the spark we're looking for is that intensity that makes us actually feel our feelings. Because what we really don't realize through all of this with the insecure attachment is that we're really pretty numb to our own feelings. Like we know our reactions, right? We know if we're mad, sad, whatever, but we don't know the deeper feelings because we're cut off from them. And so when you meet somebody and you have that chemistry and it's all that excitement and they're a bad boy, then it's that constant drama. It's like watching a movie, right? And you're just going along with the plot. But when you meet somebody and it's not that way, it's almost like you really just don't know what to do with yourself. So that's why me, it was really hard. Like I wanted to get in a healthy relationship. And so I really had to go, okay, Trace, you got to deal with all this intensity. You've got to deal with the fact that you don't know how you feel on a deeper level and what drives you to actually be with people who can't give you what you want. So there's a lot there. I mean, I could go on and on and on for hours sure. probably about just that question. If you're in the relationship, though, you know, for the for the married ones out there that have the pattern of this, it can be um, s- such heightened emotions. And you're also portraying that they need to be perfect, but they're not perfect. It's like, how do you how do you walk through that season of life to get to a healthier spot? So you have to make a decision to want to be a good partner, to have a healthy relationship, regardless of your partner, okay? Because you can't control another person. And a lot of us put, well, I'm going to change or I'm going to grow, but we put that on the other person to have to do it with us. It's a decision that you want to make to have a sense of well-being, right? And so what you have to do is, first of all, you've got to look at how much energy, physical and emotional energy goes out of my body trying to control or maintain this relationship so that it's at least familiar to me. You know, a lot of times we want change, but at the same time, we want to keep it familiar. So first of all, you've got to realize what are the things that I am doing to stay stuck in this place with this person emotionally. And then you have to stop doing those things. As an example, again, you know, I'm using people-pleasing and perfectionism, but there's also problem solving. How often in your relationship that doesn't feel great and you're committed to, are you looking for problems? Is your focus on all the problems? Why is it on all the problems? Well, that's a distraction from intimacy. You can't be intimate with someone if you're always focusing on, well, what's wrong? And then something gets solved and then you're focusing on the next problem. So there's all sorts of things. We tend to personalize our mates. We tend to assume a lot about our mates. And it's to step out of that and to really become emotionally present to what is happening when you do what you do. This is hard because most of the time we are on autopilot. 95% of the day, we're just repeating the same patterns, repeating the same things. And so to actually develop some awareness about how you even interact in your relationship and you stop blaming the other person for how they are, you can make a big change right there just by taking responsibility and going, oh, you know what? I didn't realize that I do that, that I keep finding problems with my mate, right? I mean, how often do we do that? Yeah, often. But what if there are problems, though? (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay, now, and that's it. So that would be different. You know, somebody has big problems in their relationship, okay? There is total dysfunction. They have to look at why they're staying there. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we stay out of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we'll say, oh, it's the money, it's the kids. 
But really, it's a fear. It's a fear of ending up alone. It's a fear because I don't trust myself to make the right decision. What if I leave and it was the wrong decision? Um, So it's just easier to blame your mate for all their faults and everything wrong with them and never look at yourself. You still have to take yourself in hand and go, what am I doing? I am half of the relationship, so I must be doing something. Mm -hmm. But it's to take your, you know, to take yourself in hand and start making the changes inside of you. You know, what do you resist in the relationship? Meaning, what are you fighting against and struggling against all the time that never changes? Stop. Do you think, do you think change, you change is, it. like, change is possible? I've seen it. I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years, and I have seen people change their relationships for the better, but it usually takes both of them wanting that. What I often find instead is that when somebody starts working on themselves and they're getting to a better place, that there's a distance that even grows more in the relationship. Now, that might spur the other person who's not doing anything about themselves to start doing something. But in all honesty, you really want someone that's motivated to want to feel better and have their own sense of well-being rather than a fear of losing you. Because we're talking about love And for some reason, it seems really romantic when we're making somebody fear losing us. But that's not really romantic. That's about love. So as you start to love yourself more and your mate decides to, cool, you guys might work it out. If you're Mm -hmm. the only one doing it, it's probably going to be where you work yourself out of the relationship over time. How do you not put, I totally agree with you on that. Um, How do you not put, how do I say this, where... um, I know it's such a codependent way of, of thinking, but sometimes in a lot of relationships I've been, and even you know in my relationship with my husband, I'll say, um, well, you don't make me happy or this doesn't, this doesn't make me happy. It's, so it's like, I'm almost, I, is, that, is that just codependency? Because of course he can't make well, me happy or though his actions might not make me happy, but I still, I still am in control of that, aren't I? Yeah, you are in control of that because if you think about it, okay, and this is a little off topic, but it's an example. So let's say that you want to throw somebody a surprise party, okay? Mm -hmm. And the reason you're doing it, of course, you want to do something nice for your friend, let's say. But if you don't have any joy in the process of putting the surprise party together, then you're missing the boat, especially if your friend has a bad reaction and is like, I don't like surprise parties. Why'd you do the surprise party for me, right? Right. So here you are trying to do something you think is going to make somebody happy. And they're like, "Uh, this doesn't make me happy. This really is embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed. So it's the same thing in our relationships where we tend to want to please the other person. Like my husband does things to please me. And even if I'm in a crappy mood or let's say I'm not happy in the moment, I do appreciate it. But I know he can't make me happy. And that's up to me. And actually, actually, in a relationship, it's such a great opportunity to work on yourself because you recognize, oh, my feelings aren't going to change unless I do something about it. So it always comes back to you. And if you have a partner, like my partner, I feel he's all about growing himself and I'm about growing myself. So it works really well. I don't blame him for things. I don't put things on him because I know in the end, I'm still going to feel the same way. I'm still going to feel like I feel whenever that is, you know, like right now, tomorrow, it's still going to be my feelings. Right. Okay. I have a question. 
I'm actually, this is actually mm-hmm. asking for a friend, not a friend in the room, but I have a girlfriend who is twice divorced and has two little kids. And Would she, you stop talking about me while I'm here? <laughs> I said she wasn't in the room. This is actually asking for a friend. So the authenticity we talked that you talked about, like at the very beginning of the relationship, she struggles sometimes with when to like out herself as a twice divorced mother. You know, like obviously she talks about her kids kind of like straight out of the gate, but when it comes to being married twice, I know there's some shame attached to that for her a little bit and then when she tries to date she's like okay at what point do i say like you know to a lot of men that feels like you know a girl's crazy so and she's not she's actually a beautiful human being she just has seen a lot more in men than they even saw themselves kind of um but i'm Mm -hmm. wondering what your advice would be for her when she's dating and when is maybe an appropriate time to say that or maybe it's not their business or what is your I really love you already, and you've really cracked a lot of things for me. So, <laughs> okay. So, of course, this is going to sound crazy, but first of all, she has to own the fact that she's been married twice. You got to own it. You got to say, you know what? This is this is what's happened, and I got to own it, and I've got to feel okay about it first. So, if you feel okay about something first, you don't really care when you tell somebody. I would tell somebody right up front. Why? Because I don't want to go down the path of, okay, well, maybe he'll like me enough, and then I can tell him at that point. But you're not the booby prize. You're still a prize. But if you don't feel like you're the prize and that somebody's taking you on like, oh, you've been married twice, okay, fine, I'll take you. You, you know, you're damaged goods or whatever it is that you've attached to the whole idea of being married twice. But it's really about saying, screw it. I've been married twice. Oh, well, you know, S happens. Things happen in life, and here I am. I own it. I take responsibility for what's happened in my life. And when you come across like your own heroine, then it's really about the guy who's going to have the confidence, and that's what you want anyway. Like, you don't want to bamboozle somebody into being with you because they're deciding, oh, okay, you've been married twice. I'll take you because of that, and you're the booby prize. No, you want someone who thinks that you're awesome no matter what, and the right guy, and not that there's just one right guy, by the way, but the right guy or a guy that's confident enough, you're going to have a great relationship with. You're going to have a relationship with someone who's actually a partner rather than somebody who feels like they got the leftovers, you know, like the day old bread or something. Yeah, I like that. She's she's like a fiercely independent. I mean, she obviously is in therapy. She's so strong and so good. There's been a couple of times where she's kind of immediately said those things. And I think she felt the relief of the ownership of it you know just Mm -hmm. being like this is it because she is so amazing like i'd marry her you know she's a good she's a really really great (laughs) chick she's a catch so i just know she would appreciate that insight a lot what is you not to get too too personal in your life but what what is your biggest struggle with your husband now not to get too personal, um, but take us into your bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, well, if you listen to my podcast, you would know that there's nothing really that I don't hold back from. Um, I would say as far as my husband goes, I don't know. I, I think my biggest struggle with myself when it comes to my husband is more about my own avoidancy, right? So, like I said, I was an anxious avoidant. And so there's times where I'll find, like, I also can be kind of a workaholic, let's say, where I start putting up walls and I'll mm-hmm. realize it 
And I'll go, okay, Trace, this is how you used to do relationships, right? You just get all in your head and thinking about work or thinking about something and be totally focused and checked out to my surroundings and the fact that I have a relationship. And so what I do now is I'll catch myself and it'll feel hard because it should feel hard and I'll be vulnerable and I will tell him, I always tell on myself, you know what, this is what I'm doing or I'll just go over and I'll hug him or crawl on top of him or whatever, you know, I I mean, I will get closer (laughs) to him rather than farther apart from him. Mm-hmm. And and that's great. And the I guess, you know, the other struggle would be we both can be kind of introverted, like we're both like introvert extroverts, right? So we can both get caught up in our things and he'll be quiet about stuff because he's not used to having somebody who wants to hear about him. And I always want to hear about him. So I would say for him, it's opening up more, even though he's not really trying to hide it. It's just like these old patterns that we've had from past relationships. I think are the things that sometimes get in the way, but we really do have good communication. So that helps. And if we trigger each other, right, where I'll say something and he gets upset, we're, we're pretty good about being in reality and going, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. That's my stuff. And I need to, I need to work on that. I need to figure out why I'm triggered or why I want to strangle you right now. I got to figure that out because it really doesn't have anything to do with the moment. Cause I can tell because I'm, like totally reacting when it's not even something that would have actually been anything to react to in the first place. So, so it's stuff like that. I mean, so like relationships really, aren't perfect say. then <laughs> my insecure attachments, oh, right? No. Little child is saying, wait, so then really not all relationships are perfect. What? <laughs> Validate then, her inner 10 year old. I know they're not perfect, but you know what? Here's the thing. They can be safe. So most of us who have insecure attachment, right? We're looking for safety. We're looking Mm -hmm. for security. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we think it's if somebody, you know, again, we're doing all those things that we're used to doing and they're reacting to it, that that makes us feel safe, but that's temporary. Like there's a real feeling of safety when you've done the inner work and then you have somebody who's consistent, who's stable, where your relationship, excuse me, your relationship keeps progressing you know, there's growth, there's communication, you have those things working, and it just makes such a difference. And and the thing with the, the inner child, you know, that little kid, is that you start to love her in a different way. Like, I look at it as though there are always things that I can be aware of. And one of them is when I disconnect from my own feelings. When you do that, you disconnect from your inner child. When you are connected and you're really relaxed in that, and you're feeling all of your feelings, you start to realize that whether it's you as a little kid or you as an adult, you actually feel really good. And that means in almost any situation, and that sort of answers that need that that inner child has. Because I have insecure attachment. <laughs> no. Well, it can get better. It can be resolved. It really can. Like I read that book attached, I don't know how many years ago it was. And I, and that's like the seminal book about attachment. And right now I have a literary agent who's shopping my book on attachment. So anyways, this book says that people like me who are anxious avoidant, that there's no way we're ever going to feel better. The only way we'll feel better is if we find a partner to make us feel better. And it kind of pissed me off when I read that. I thought, you know what? That's BS because I want to feel good whether I'm in a relationship or not. So 
the, you know, the, the insecure attachment can absolutely go away. It can absolutely be taken care of. It's conditioning. It's not who you really are. That's good. Do you do private sessions? <laughs> we got three people lined up for you. Do you do phone sessions? I do. <laughs> what are you, you doing do? for the next three hours? <laughs> um, I will be getting I do, information. I do private sessions, yeah. Okay, amazing. So okay. you, uh, your podcast is Deal With It on Apple Podcasts. Everyone listen to her because she's incredible. Um, and apparently you can do private sessions and I will be going on her website. <laughs> we will put it on uh, the bio. Thank you so much, Tracy, for just enlightening this entire room and giving us some, some awesome knowledge. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you. I thank you for it. having me. I love talking about this. So I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) On behalf of me and my husband. Thank you, Tracy. (laughs) Bye. Oh, you are welcome. All right, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You wake up with a sore throat and a low-grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work hope to see a doctor this week, or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore moms, I got something for you. My medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor, you get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide so you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I got to stay healthy. 
I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand, and I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. So we're all best friends with Tracy. <laughs> I mean, her. she's great. I just want to know more about that. She insecure attachment so well. Something about the way she said it was so, I mean, that was just, it blew everything out of the water. We were all like, yeah. it was so clear to me. Yeah. And it's funny because I like Amy we and I just were just this. talking about this. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, I was telling Catherine about it, but how she just said it just made that even simpler. Like she explained it even it made so much sense to me. Here's 1, the thing, though. When I hear that, can I say this real fast? It gives me so much anxiety. Why? Because it just makes me think about my kids. Oh, yeah. That's all I can think about when I hear but that. Because I know it affects me. But what I hear in that is secure attachment m- helps make a healthy know? adult. Right, but how do you know So they just have to know that they're safe with us and that we love them and we talk about things and we sort through things. It doesn't have to be perfect. True, like, like abandonment. Like, even if you parents aren't together, like my dad could have love you, dad, but like there could have been a different way to not make me feel abandoned, which would then has my so my my insecure attachment is all about I need to feel safe in a relationship. And sure. when it doesn't, I either flee or I cling tighter. Right. So that's, yeah. you know, but so then I OK, now that we have this knowledge, which I don't think our parents really had. Because I didn't, my parents yeah. are going to therapy. Yeah, I mean, I had my issues with my mom too, and I don't now as an adult. I don't think it was purposeful. I don't think sure. she, you know. But that's what scares me. Like, but I don't now think we're she aware though. To be that way, but I don't. But I don't think yeah, parents are then were that in touch with no how this would affect us yeah. or or you know again like my none of I knew no knew no one that went to therapy. Right, that's true. That's a good and point. I do think we're also tuned into like our kids and our. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the way you guys mother, and it's like. We all three have different styles of mothering, but at the core of it is always wanting our little ones to feel heard and loved and safe. And I think that need or that like. Well, I think what scares me is like we're in a business where it's constant. And so you're constantly working 
Whereas, like, my mom worked all the time, but she was out of the house, you know? Right, and when she and came when home, she was, she was home, home. But she wasn't present. She wasn't present when she was home. But it's, like, finding that balance and mm-hmm. how to make sure you're present but still getting, you know, but still working and still, you know, it's just all the all the things. No, that's tough. And then, like you said, we will mess them up somehow because it can be, I tell Jolie probably too, I'm, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, like, every oh. two freaking seconds. So if I keep, because I'm wanting that love, that's my right. own issues, but I'm portraying that on her to get that love. So she's probably going to have, maybe I maybe I'm screwing her up that way. That's what I'm oh, saying. I definitely, love stressful. is definitely going to therapy for opposite reasons I did. The well, suffocation to- <laughs> of my feelings on this poor 30 pounder is she's like, like, I can't keep my mother happy. <laughs> she's like, why? You need more validation. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love her See? so much. Anyway, Too much. Not to put the negative part, but. No, but I mean, that's a real, it's the yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, but again, we're, conscious of that yes absolutely more we're more like kristen like you said we're more in tune to ways to be careful of maybe not screwing them up to to a t which i think is half the work sure just wanting and we can ask tracy on our private like what we need to do yeah like in the next 30 minutes when we get back on (laughs) (laughs) when we start venmoing her for our our private session okay let's read an email um before we (laughs) say goodbye to i can't mom january (laughs) it's not happening from Alicia, help, I'm desperate. My husband and I have had a lot of trust issues lately and we've been trying to work through them. A couple months ago, I found cocaine in his wallet. He said it was a friend's and I chose to believe him until I found some again later. He said he was holding it for his friend who was hiding it from his wife. He said the friend had, uh, has done it around him but he hasn't done it himself. He knows I would not be okay as we have three children. Well, now he's gotten smarter about where he hides it. And I found four bags of it in his car. He may be selling it, but I also think he's doing it. Since addition to the bags of Coke, I found a folded picture frame. And inside, oh, damn, inside was a rolled up bill with Coke clearly on it and a credit card. I haven't confronted him because I know he'll lie again. I'm confused and I love him, but I worry if I can afford to keep our home since we filed bankruptcy a few months ago. Dang. Mm. Um, so I'm sorry you're going through this. It's probably safe to say from this email, he's obviously not holding it for a friend. It is his either way. Co- this, yeah. yeah. And he might, maybe he's selling it. I don't know, but it's, it's his cocaine, whether he's, I don't think he's just holding it for a friend. That's like, Hey dude, like my wife doesn't want this in the house. Like there's, also, there's we're plenty not in high of school anymore. So holding it for a friend doesn't work. That's like what you True. say when you're 16 and you get busted. So I'm going to need him to get a little bit. Yeah. Um, a little ownership either way would be. I, the, the bankruptcy, I mean, cause another side is like, you know, is he maybe selling it because they're, going through some financial problems right now doesn't make it okay no at all does not make it okay especially with them having three kids but she needs to know mm-hmm. yeah obviously though in my opinion i 1000 percent that it is his that's what i think i think if he says comes up with a lie that's just that's uh, like for example let me just i was dating someone Cause I just, I have friends that have done cocaine. I've never touched cocaine. I've never touched a drug in my life. Haven't done it. Um, but I remember I was dating a guy and he would, you know, he's like, I don't do cocaine. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, 
at that time I was like, if you do, will you just tell me? Cause I just, I, for some, I just, I just want to know, like, and I, uh, you know, if, what I'm kind of walking into and he's like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, but I don't do it. And I'm like, okay. So I remember I walked down the steps and I hear him snorting in the bathroom and I walk in and I'm, and, and I, I clearly saw him snore a line of cocaine and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, I, 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 I'm, I'm using Afrin. And I'm like, I just saw you snort cocaine mm. off the countertop. Like, Addiction. what do you mean? Yeah. And then, but then he made me believe that's that addict. it was the Afrin. And that, that's like you said, that's it was the, the addict. addict. Yep. And finally, I was just like, I can't be in this relationship. Like, I even asked you to be honest with me about it. Yeah. It's, so, and to me, this feels like how. this, no, this yeah, might be an lie. addiction because of the, and, and I brought that example up to say that this might be an addiction because of the constant lying. The lying behavior. Yeah. The lying, yeah, the lying behavior and the not coming forward and continually finding it. So I applaud you for not going to him yet, but I think that you need to have a, a plan in place for your kids and a plan in place to ask for help. If there's a family member you can go to, take the kids away. Like I would not confront him around the kids. Right. We all right. agree yeah, to no, that. I agree. Not I just confronting on the he kids. Needs, he needs help. He needs to go to therapy, but then it's, or well, it's money. Rehab How expensive money. is rehab? It's I so know. expensive. It's so expensive. Well, what he needs to do first is be honest. Yeah. Well, so, and that's, that's where I think he should, should take the kids out. Kids have yeah. to be away. I grew Absolutely. up with them a lot it. of this. Yeah. Addiction, dad addiction. Take and the kids out of the house. Yeah. It seeps into them and they take on more than they need to. So I love the fact that she's like, I have three kids and that she's like kind of shielding them already from that. Now I don't, and, and then I would ask him to go get help because clearly whether it's in an, a drug addiction or whatever, like he needs some therapy and some help and y'all need like a good separation because I'm not saying divorce him, but if he's not willing to continue to get help and do better then I don't see then, then to, in my opinion, that's, but I do think he deserves the opportunity to try to change. Sure. I do too. Because I do believe, I believe in change. I do too. Sure. But if he keeps messing up, then. Yeah. I just as Sayonara. Yeah. We need to be some ownership there for sure. Take the kids out, do some therapy, good separation. Yeah. Really ask for some, and we just need to, even, she doesn't even really know what she's dealing with. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's the bankrupt thing, man, that doesn't, I hate to say that, but when there's not a lot of money there, it's hard to, not a lot of money, but I mean, it's expensive, but there are some programs I think that you can get in that, um, I think that are like, you know, state funded or something. There's gotta be something out there where he can go and get help. That's not going to cost a lot of money. Every time I've taken a faithful step into some dark place, I always feel like I've watched God provide for me. So mm -hmm. agreed. I know that may seem like a very impossible thing to wrap your mind around, but it's like if you're taking a good step to protect your children who are also God's children and maybe make another broken child healthy who happens to be your husband, then I feel like at some point someone will present themselves with, sure. for a way to wiggle out of this or at least start the shift. I love that. Amen. Uh, let's read one more from Misty expecting. My husband and I are expecting our first uh, child together in July. As soon as we both found out, our reaction was stress and panic. We need to get into a house, but we have no money for one. Is it normal to not be that happy or not happy at all that I'm actually pregnant? Our entire family is stoked, but we aren't. Any advice would be tremendously appreciated. You do not have to live in a house to have a baby. No. 
you don't. We lived in a condo. Um, Dave Ramsey says it. it. They actually take up the least amount of space. And all the stuff we put with them is kind of like not yeah. real life, you know? I just would, I mean, we lived in a thousand square feet and there was three of us and two dogs. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have to have a house. There's something that we all think at first, we all kind of panic, I think. I, I don't, I think there should be think no the shame panic, in panicking. The panic is normal. Yeah, because right? you're about to take on, Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think, especially if you weren't prepared for it. Even if you are prepared for it, yeah, you still panic. Sure. Or like I mean, planning for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then not, did she say not wanting it or no? No. Um, just, I, I just think there think... was a lot of projected like qualifications that she doesn't, doesn't have. That Un- unhappy, have. not happy. Yeah. I think have. she should not be putting so much, because I think that's like, you have to be happy you should be happy. It's like, well, that's what people say, but you might not be in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like I remember after I had Jace, I was like, was I happier with Jolie when I was pregnant? You know, when, when I got right when the, it's like, cause it, you're, you're, comp- you're trying to compare and you're seeing what other people are doing. It's like, just take your experience and just give yourself some grace. Yeah. It's too much pressure. Yeah. Just feel the way that you feel. Wait till the baby gets here. Yeah. You were going, you know, you're going to feel differently once the baby gets here. Remember that people did this like in covered wagons. That was my go to mantra for myself. Like it doesn't have to be a million gadgets, a big house. It could, they really just like pajamas and their mama for a really long time, anyways. There's a lot of pressure taken off me when I could simplify simplify Mm -hmm. that in my brain. All right, guys. I don't. I want to come to an end. I need another email. (laughs) So see you next week. I have separation anxiety. We'll do this again. I promise. I need you to pinky swear. Um, Let's bring it up. Pinky swears. I have insecure attachment. No, we'll do it. No, everyone loved this. So we're gonna at least do at least a once a month. Um, I will stick to that. We will try our best to at least a once a month. Mommy, sign off. Sign off. I mean, mommy. Play. How do I live without you now? How do I live? Okay. Bye, guys. That was fun. I love you. Thanks for having me and Mom January. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacova's store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacova's.com. That's Tacova's, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.